Hey everybody, what's up? This is Daniel T. Adams and welcome back to Perhaps Today. Today what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick lesson. Uh, and just so you know, since this is the first lesson that we're putting out, is that on this site you're going to find sermons and you're going to find lessons. Sermons are going to be typically a little bit longer, maybe about 30 minutes. Uh, lessons, hopefully we'll try to keep somewhere within 5 to 10 minutes. So with no further ado, here we go with lesson one, what we're calling Perhaps Today what to expect when you're expecting. So for this first lesson, what I wanted to do is kind of just explain the overall concept and idea of what the Perhaps Today site is all about. You might be wondering, why Perhaps Today? What does it mean? Where does it come from? Great question. I hope to answer that for you today in about mm, five to 10 minutes. <laughs> so to start off, I want to look at the idea of perhaps today is, you know, comes from a historical concept throughout Christianity. It's nothing new. I'm sure if you actually Googled perhaps today, you're going to find all kinds of stuff and ministries probably with that exact uh, title and uh, concept. And you will probably, as you start to look at a bunch of different things around that perhaps today concept, you will probably find a lot about of what I'm going to speak about today. Uh, when I heard and learned about the Perhaps Today concept, it was something that was truly just moved me and was like a motivator inside of my heart and my soul. And therefore, when I felt led to start putting out uh, Bible-based content online, I could not think of a better term to kind of center everything around than the Perhaps Today concept. Now, you might be asking yourself, why am I calling this lesson uh, what to expect when you're expecting? Isn't that really a term that you might hear uh, with people who are pregnant? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and ironically, the funny thing about launching this now in this time, as I've mentioned before, is that my wife is expecting. So you might find it ironic or odd that I chose this uh, kind of sub tagline for this lesson of what to expect when you're expecting and what does it have to do with the perhaps today concept uh, when you are expecting a child uh, the focus of, of the pregnancy is the end result it's the moment that you hold that child in your in your arms and you get to love that child especially for the dad um, I know that the moms go through nine months of all kinds of different things going on in their body and they can feel the child moving around inside of them and that must be and i tell my wife this all the time that must be just an incredible feeling to feel your child within you um but for the dad uh you know we can watch and, and encourage and support uh, our wives as, as we watch through the pregnancy process but for us you know it's that end result moment of getting to hold our child in our hands for me i'm super you know excited about looking forward to the summer when I get to hold my my son in my hands, uh, my wife had to go for a sonogram today. It was kind of a sad, bittersweet moment because due to the coronavirus pandemic, uh, I was not allowed to be in the office with her during that time. And usually the sonograms are something I look forward to because it is a reminder of the expectation uh, and that final joyous moment uh, of the child. So it's kind of that reminder of that. And I love being a part of those those visits. And I wasn't able to, to be a part of it. Um, you know, looking forward, however, uh, the the pregnancy is more about uh, the health and um, well-being of my wife and the child. And so I'm thanking God that everything's good there. But the, the concept of the perhaps today, uh, what to expect when you're expecting, is not everything of the nine months, 
but it's the focus of the end result, the focus of holding that child in your arms. Uh, however, in order to get to that moment, there's a lot of uncomfortableness and pain that is associated with it. And I, you know, hats off to all you women out there who have had children. I always joke that, you know, if, if God forced men to, you know, give birth, this world would not be as populated as it was because I, I don't know how you do it. You're incredible, uh, you women who have, have uh, you know, gone through the childbirth process. So hats off to you. Um, but there's a lot of pain that is associated that happens, that takes place and transpires before the moment of that great final reveal. And that's the perhaps today concept. We have a hope in Jesus Christ. We've been given promises in, in God's word of things that we can expect to happen someday. Now, we don't know the day. Just like I have an idea of when my son will be born, but I don't know the day. But what I can do is look at the pains and the, the childbirth pains that, that happen. And as the pains become greater, I know that the day is coming closer. And that is what the Perhaps Today concept is all about. Matter of fact, I want to take a look uh, just a couple quick verses that kind of back that up. Uh, we can see in Matthew 24, 8, uh, we know Jesus is talking about things that will happen. Uh, wars, rumors of wars, famines, you know, nations against nations. Uh, and these are just childbirth pains. Uh, I want to look at something that's pretty cool. We're going to go to the, uh, real quick, the book of John. We're going to look at chapter 16, verse 21. This is what it says. It says, A woman giving birth to a child has pain, because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So it's a great illustration here in the book of John that Jesus is giving. Now, uh, what he's when he's using this illustration, he's talking to the disciples, and he's made a, a comment to them that in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and they were kind of trying to figure that out. He's talking, uh, obviously, about his death, that it would be a great time of mourning, even though the world is rejoicing over it. Uh, however, that death was only a small, minute time frame of grief, three days before he raises from the dead, uh, which is what the Easter holiday that we just celebrated was all about, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and then the joy is there. So there's the death, it's the time of grief, it's the pain, and then there was the resurrection, and he would, they would see him again. The joy, the end result, and he even says further on down in the passage that and that joy can't be taken away. That is a firm, steadfast, true joy, and that's what we're looking for. As we're looking for that joy in life, we're looking for that end result, and that's where this perhaps today concept comes into play. So the key verse that I want to look at uh, to kind of help explain what is this perhaps today thing all about. I got a little introduction, found out that it's historical, it's still relevant, it's uh, it's about a promise, it's about all these things going on. What is perhaps today all about? Uh, to look at that, we're going to turn to the uh, book real quick, uh, the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 15 to 18. I'll go ahead and read them real quick. Here's what it says. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other 
with these words. So what we see here is we see the promise uh, that, that we have in Jesus being laid out by Paul to the church in Thessalonica. They were having some problems. They were kind of concerned. They, they believed that the Lord was coming back. We know that even the angels, when when uh, Jesus ascended up into heaven in the clouds and the disciples are standing there watching him and the angels are saying, why are you looking up into the clouds? This same Jesus who uh, who's left um, today, he's going to be coming back in the same way. So he's going to be coming back in the clouds again. So we know that the church here in Thessalonica has that belief already where their confusion was, well, what about you know the believers who have already died? Do they miss it because they're dead? Paul's clearing things up here and that's what that first uh, verse in 15 is kind of talking about. But then it gets into verse 16 and he's given kind of the moment it happens. He says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, there's that promise, with a loud command. That word, loud command, is in, in the Greek is, is kind of the same similar word that you might expect a, 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 a kind of a call to be given to rowers when they're all trying to row together. So it's this command, it's this order to assemble all believers in Jesus Christ into the clouds with him. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so he sees, you know, the loud command with the voice of the archangel. I believe that's Michael, uh, who's also referenced. Uh, Michael the archangel is also referenced in the book of Jude. There are other ar archangels. Um, we only see Michael referenced. I personally believe it's him. And I also believe that he is, uh, or we know that he is the archangel who happens to be the protector over Israel, God's chosen people. So I think it's poignant to know that he's kind of involved because we know that anyone who does not have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, when this moment happens, will not be called up. They will not go. That's kind of a huge crux to this perhaps today concept. It's not that just when the Lord comes back, every person on the face of the earth goes. It's those who are rowing together, those who are unified in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God through Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior, will be called up and taken home. What does that mean for the people of Israel who don't believe that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of the living God? Same thing as a non-Israelite who doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is, is the Son of the living God. They're not a part of that moment. So I believe that um, Michael is referenced here as the archangel, not an archangel, but the archangel, because there's going to be some kind of uh, special protection needed for Israel in this time. We know there's a lot of scripture that talks about the things that are going to happen afterwards. Uh, Daniel talks about it and other, other such books, Revelation. So we know, you know, Israel's going to be a focus of the enemy. So I believe Michael's mentioned there as a, uh, as a protector over Israel. We then see, uh, as it continues on in the verse, and with the trumpet call of God. And I believe there's a really uh, awesome scripture in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, that kind of gives us a, a, a tie-in uh, to kind of be better understand what's going on here. So let's take a look at that real quick. On the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. What an incredible, incredible verse that we see here where there was that trumpet blast of God, this trumpet that was used to call all the people together to meet with God. And I believe that is an illustration of what we're seeing here that Paul is using as he's writing to the church in Thessalonica to tell them when that day happens, it is a gathering to meet with God. 
what better end result can we hope for? Perhaps today is that day. And that's where the concept comes from. And that's why I wanted the first lesson to be on why I chose perhaps today for kind of the whole premise of what we're going to be doing here on this site and through these videos is to understand that our hope is not in the childbirth pains, but it is in the end result of holding the child. That's why what to expect when we're expecting, we should expect to meet God. So to wrap things up, uh, I want to just touch base real quick on the final verse that Paul mentions here in the verses that we read out of 1 Thessalonians. He says in verse 18, Therefore, encourage each other with these words. That is our purpose. That is our hope. It's not just to know that Jesus is coming. It's not just to know that as I put my trust and hope in Him as my Lord and Savior, that when He comes that I will be called up to him. Because you know what? I might not live and be around in the day when he comes. Perhaps today is the day that something else takes me out first. Perhaps it's a disease, a sickness, old age, heart problems, lung problems, coronavirus, anything. A car hits me on the road. A tree falls through the roof. Anything could happen. Perhaps today is the day that God chooses to call me home through just natural means. Or perhaps today is the day that Jesus comes and calls me home in the clouds to be gathered with all the other believers on the face of the earth. We don't know, but I can be encouraged and I can hope to encourage you. So it is a call to action. That final verse, and that's why I love including that in this uh, passage, is that it's not just enough to know that there's a promise that Jesus is going to come, but that there's a call to action as we should be encouraging each other with these words. So today, as you're watching this, as you're listening to this, please be encouraged that there's hope, just like the, uh, the first sermon we put out, which is a hope beyond how to find hope in a hopeless world. Be encouraged. Now, that word encouragement, just to touch on it real quick, uh, parakaleo, if I pronounce that correctly in the Greek, is not a word of just saying nice things and kind things to each other. Like, hey, you got a great smile. Hey, nice shoes. Hey, cool hat. Those are nice things. Those are kind things. But it is a word of of actually begging and pleading and calling and inviting. So with what we know, if you truly have this perhaps today mindset, then now you've been given the call to action. Don't just watch this video. Just don't listen to this. Don't um, just read the Bible. Just don't say your prayers or sing the songs or whatever. Don't just sit there and do nothing. It is a call to action to go out with the effectual call of salvation and encourage people to know that there's hope beyond the childbirth pains. And not to get sucked into and trapped by those pains, but to know that there is a joy of inexpressible and gloriousness to be had and found in Jesus Christ, to be a child of the living God. That is how we do our, to encourage each other through our lifestyle, the way we uh, talk, the way we act. Every part of us should be in godliness so that we can encourage others that when that day happens, whether by natural means or when the Lord comes to call us home, that we have hope to meet God. Thank you so much for tuning into this first lesson. Hopefully I didn't go too much over the time frame that I was trying to keep it within. Um, again, please check us out online at perhapstoday.danieltadams.com. 
If you have, need prayer, uh, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to us. You can comment on these videos on the site. Uh, the site's kind of still a work in progress. I got it up enough to be able to get these videos out. I will continue to uh, fine tune things, especially for the mobile experience. But the point is, is that we have a hope and I wanted to express that to all of you. His name is Jesus Christ. Um, if you do not know him, please, today is the day, perhaps today. What to expect when you're expecting, I'm expecting to meet God. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless.